Welcome back to Never Settle. Today I have the co-founder of Team Kitchen, Craig Knowles. He is a co-founder with his wife, Renee Kwan. And we're talking about sourcing clean fuel for athletes to optimize performance. And I'm going to go one step further and say, what we're talking about today is also great for travel. Craig, thanks for being here. Thanks so much for having me, Sarah. I'm really excited to be here. We met in New York at the Founder Made event, which is all things well-being, wellness. And I was politely walking by and I see your stand and product and I hope, what is this? How perfect this would be for travel? And then we get into discussion and it's also a recovery for athletes, which I didn't know how much junk is in a lot of the performance fuel. Where did you find that out? That's actually a great question. So we, I, I'm a road cyclist. That is my sport. And my wife and co-founder Renee had done Whole30 uh, cleanses, diets, uh, have been doing them for years. And one year I decided to do one with her. I didn't think I had any food sensitivities or anything like that. Uh, so I did the Whole30 and, you know, I used, there were energy snacks I used to fuel my bike rides, which were granola bars and gels and things like that. So for the duration of the Whole30, you can't have grains or processed sugars. So I was making my own snacks out of sweet potatoes, believe it or not, and felt great on the bike. Then at the end of the Whole30, you know, you reintroduce foods back into your diet and see how your body responds. And when I started using the snacks I've been using prior to, to Whole30 to fuel my bike rides, I just felt terrible. And that was when I started reading the ingredient labels and researching the ingredients that were in these energy snacks. And so I thought there's got to be a clean version of these without preservatives or anything artificial. So I, you know, went, went looking for one, but couldn't, honestly, I couldn't find one. I couldn't find an energy snack that, that didn't have uh, any of the, the junk in it. And so I carried on making my own snacks at home uh, just for myself. And it was actually my wife, Renee, who suggested that other athletes and cyclists might be interested in the snacks I was making myself. So long story short, the um, Clean Fuel is the product name. Uh, that's the production version of the snacks I was making at home. Even though I was making, you know, sweet potatoes, I'd also do oatmeal occasionally. And uh, yeah, so we, we started with oatmeal as, a, you know, the, the product itself is like overnight oats in a squeezable pouch and doesn't need refrigeration, all natural ingredients. And, and so that's, that's where we started. So some overlaps. One of my favorite snacks to pack in advance for travel is a sweet potato with some avocado because it doesn't require anything. You can get through TSA with it. It yeah. is filling and so much healthier than any of the junk that's there. And also oatmeal. I always bring uh, oatmeal with me and now some Team Kitchen and Clean Fuel as well. So happy. I, tr I did. I tried it um, last week, which I'll, I'll share more on later. Cool. But it's interesting. What was some of the... So for anybody listening, just give a brief overview of Whole30. And then what did you find in the ingredients of the other 
products, I have a good idea when you say granola bars and also the little pouches, they're usually like the gels and stuff that yes, yes. recyclists I know as well. What did you yeah. find within there? So I found uh, there are a number of ingredients. There's um, soy protein isolate that is an issue. Um, there's brown rice syrup, which sounds innocent enough, but it's actually really highly processed. And if you um, go and do some research on it, uh, there was a paper published a few, like a few years ago now from um, I think it was Dartmouth College where they tested 29 different uh, energy bars with brown rice syrup in them and found, I'm going to forget the number, but a really high percentage of them had many times the FDA's safe limit of uh, arsenic in them as a result of this wow. brown rice syrup. Yeah. So there's ingredients like that. There's also high fructose corn syrup. There's maltodextrin. Uh, those are just the ones I can remember off the top of my head. But but those are the um, those are the ones that, that I think were causing an issue for me. Wow. So there's not a lot of regulation, or at least people are turning a blind eye with regulation when it comes to a lot of the ingredients that are put in many of those we'll, we'll do quote unquote food <laughs> yeah yeah food food yeah you, if it you is food. It food yeah <laughs> but and those i mean those are all ingredients that are permitted and and you know in a lot of foods that that people eat now they're not you know in the in the food world they're not controversial ingredients at all and and i should also say that you know there are there are degrees of like soy protein isolate for example, the high quality stuff is probably quite clean, but the 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 cheap stuff that I would imagine a lot of these big manufacturers use is is probably not so clean. So, you know, it, it's it, there's a lot of variance within the you know the ingredients used by the different manufacturers. When, can you share too on a high level Whole Thirty? What is it for those listening? Yeah, so it is. Um, I'm probably going to get the description, the description wrong, but it's a, it's essentially a, a reset diet where for 30 days you um, cut out grains, dairy, alcohol, processed sugars, refined carbs, so all breads and pastas, um, legumes, and there may be a few other things that I, I can't remember, but you cut those out for 30 days. So what you're left with is really... Um, whole fruit and, and vegetables and, and any protein that you like to eat. And uh, the idea is that there are some foods that, you know, we have as part of our diets and certain individuals um, react to them and they cause inflammation in the body and, and in tissues. And, uh, and cutting them out for 30 days gives the body a chance to reset. And so at the end of 30 days, you reintroduce the foods one by one and uh, so for example dairy for me was uh was something that i you know i had a latte every every morning and cut that out for my whole 30 but when i put it back in at the end of it i found that i reacted really badly to dairy and i just had no idea and so dairy is now something that i i don't uh, don't eat a lot of uh yeah and so by doing this you can um figure out you know what foods agree with you what don't and i've just my personal experience with the whole 30 was that afterwards um, I, I slept a lot better. 
I noticed like general inflammation in my body uh, dropped to, you know, I'd always had these niggling injuries that would, <laughs> that would just come up every once in a while. And uh, they all went away. Um, and my focus, uh, you know, cognitive ability got, got a lot better too, um, just by cutting out things like dairy. Uh, so, you know, it's, and it's actually changed uh, our way of eating. The other really interesting thing about it is that it changes your palate too by cutting out sugar for that long. You know, you go back to what you're eating before and, and it's, uh, you know, you notice it. it some things that, you know, you ate a lot of pre-Whole30 are, are sickly sweet when you go back to them. So that was another surprise. That's what I was going to say. It would be almost too, your body would pick up on the sense that this is fake. This is yeah. too intense. This is not natural. Um, similar for dairy for myself. I cut out dairy for the longest time that now right. I know I, there's some dairy, so butter, for instance, I will be done. I will be banyo ridden for quite some time. Really? But if it's, I can, I can sustain something like a Greek yogurt, but I know yeah. my immune system is going to take a toll. So wow. I just stay away completely. Uh, so it's very interesting how you, you test that out and then you recognize it when you added that back in. Yeah. So with the development of the product, and I, I'm just going to do some dropping now, Go your on. clean fuel, the steel oats, and it, it claims that it tastes like apple pie on your website. And I will yes. attest, it tastes like apple pie. It Excellent. Is that's what we're going delicious. for. Delicious. <laughs> it's really delicious. And it's not something that's packed with, um, you know, obviously it has clean ingredients, but it's also not you know, a, a thousand calories just for athletes. It's 120 for this packet. And it's something that I would use for travel because it's clean. It is, you know, far better. Imagine just in a perfect world, instead of getting those stupid little cookies on American, they hand out something like clean fuel. To me, groundbreaking, maybe another lifetime, but I still have hope. So it's, it's not just for athletes, what you've created, but it is for anybody who's looking for a cleaner source of on-the-go food. What was the development of that like? You know, Team Kitchen, it, it yeah. sounds like it started in the kitchen. Take me there. Well, yeah. So the, the brand, the idea behind the brand is that we're like a kitchen for a pro sports team that's open to everyone. So, you know, pro sports teams like the Yankees and Tour de France teams all have teams of nutritionists and chefs that are making great food for the athletes to make sure they're at their best. So that's the idea behind the brand. And with the product, you know, to be honest, my background is in advertising and um, prior to starting this. And, and, uh, and, and so really, you know, I had to learn how to develop a food product and, and I made the product that I'd want to use. And we had three criteria that it had to meet. It had to be made from natural ingredients, it had to be delicious and it had to give athletes the performance they needed. And so, I mean, to cut a long story short, we ended up working with a chef to, to create some prototype recipes that we tested for ingredients and taste. And once we were happy with those, we worked with a nutritionist to um, come up with some, I think, guidelines for for athletes, nutrition guidelines for athletes, you know, how, like, which nutrients did we have to dial up or down to make these optimal for athletes? And, and so these are 
formulated using the American College of Sports Medicine guidelines for endurance athletes. So they, uh, clean fuel has less than five grams of protein, fat, and fiber. And, and off the top of my head, I think it's around 30 grams of carbohydrates, which is enough to fuel an hour's exercise for an average person. And obviously everyone's different, but, but that's what we made it with in mind. And, and, um, you know, that energy comes from the, the oats and really the apples that, that we have in the product. Um, we could have added, uh, you know, sugars or, you know, to, to make it more energy dense for athletes, but we didn't want to do that because every time we tried to, it ended up compromising the, the taste. So, yeah, so we, we made it for athletes, but it has ended up being a, a really great, you know, it's like a bowl of oatmeal on the go for, for a lot of people is, is how they use it or an alternative to, to a granola bar. That's how other people use it. Or, you know, and we've had people use it like you did, traveling. And Yes. <laughs> yeah. I have to say, too, when you mentioned granola bar, I almost cringe because it's it's incredible how people still, you know, one comes to mind and it comes in a little green package and has the word nature in it. And it's like mm-hmm. one of the worst culprits for sugars and additives. And it's just, you know, it, how marketing and now knowing your background is in advertising yes for my own indulgence i would be curious what department did you work in i'm from advertising i was a, I, I read your background i see that you have a background there too so i was a, i started as a copywriter and became a creative director uh eventually and and uh, my last job i was creative director of uh, like digital content uh, yeah so went from doing the you know TV ads and billboards and online stuff to, to be more focused exclusively on uh, on the digital uh, content with with influencers and the like. And how about you? The the evolution of where things are. So I was your your counterpart as an art director, right. and yeah, great. then became you know when uh, became my own creative director for my own company. At this point, I, th- I think I'll categorize yeah. it as. For what I do on the side for creative production, so it's it's interesting the overlap and the ties in, and now obviously you know I'll point out your with your accent, um, yeah. Australia, correct? Australia. Actually, a little further south, New Cape Zealand. Town. In New, New Zealand. Zealand, okay. Yeah, I was going to go for Australia, then South Africa, then yeah. New Zealand, but there is a very distinct. So I've studied the dialects, and there is a very distinct. So I wasn't sure. I was one in three. Yeah. The standards for food in Australia and also New Zealand, especially, because I've, I've done a lot of research and work with other companies uh, oh, with Manuka honey out right. of New Zealand. Yeah. So the quality of standards is so much higher there. What would you say one of the greatest differences between, uh, I'll go there, FDA and food regulations in, say, New Zealand and the United States? You know, I, I can't speak knowledgeably to the to the regulations in anywhere outside of America because this is where I I learned about you know the the standards and, and what was involved. So I can really only speak to the FDA uh, standards. But what I will say, you know, is that I think in you know here you tend to get a lot more. Um, a lot more additives in, in the food in America than you do in other countries. 
as, as just I an observation of mine. Yeah. Agree completely. Agree completely. Yeah. What can someone do if they're looking to have cleaner ingredients? Aside from reading labels, what else can we do? Because clearly it's not going to be up to the government to yeah. take care of it. That's a, that's a really great question. It's funny because I've been reading labels now for, you know, I had, a, I had some health issues when I was a lot younger. And so I've been reading labels for almost 20 years now. And as a rule of thumb, if me personally, if I, if I don't know what something is, I, you know, that's a pretty good rule of thumb for, um, you know, to avoid something. If you're trying to eat healthy and if you're trying to get processed ingredients or artificial ingredients out of your diet, if anything, you know, is unpronounceable or, or unfamiliar or isn't, isn't a food that you know on an ingredient label, then, you know, you, you can probably avoid it. And, and the, the difficult part of that is finding the uh, foods that are clean and, and don't have anything artificial in. And, and it's, uh, I think there's a bit of a learning curve. You know, it just takes time to figure out what's healthy and, and what's not. But, uh, you know, if you have the time to invest and, and, and can do that, then, then it, it, you know, you feel a lot better. Well, it's investing in your health, so it's, it's well worth it. And I, yeah. I would imagine you, you probably hear something similar that I do is, how do you eat so healthy all the time? And I'll say, it's a lifestyle. It's not necessarily yeah. a short-term thing. You create it into a lifestyle. Yeah, and that's, that's exactly it. And it's what we've done, you know, my wife and I as well. And it's something we just we're conscious of every day. So it's not like we, we learn it all at the beginning all at once. It's, it's just, a, you know, figuring it out over years. And, and we've got to a point now where we're, I think we have a pretty healthy diet and it's not necessarily any more expensive than, than anything else anyone eats. It's just a matter of knowing what to look for and what to buy. I'm glad that you added that last part in there. So just in a, yeah. a subject, looping it back into Team Kitchen, what other products do you have? If you have other products down the line, what's, what's cooking? So, <laughs> yeah, I love that. <laughs> so, so we, we just have the one flavor um, to begin with. Um, it's steel cut oatmeal with apple and cinnamon. And yeah, it tastes like apple pie, as you, as you mentioned. We're probably going to introduce a couple of other oatmeal flavors. One we have almost ready to launch is wild blueberry with steel cut oats. Yeah, that sounds so amazing. That, yeah, it's really good. So we're we're just you know working on the the final formulation for that, and uh, and there are a couple of other ideas that, that we have for flavors that I'll I'll, I'll have at this. I'll share them with you once we once we start formulating them, and, and I can even send you some samples to try if you'd like. I'm already excited. I love both yeah. of those flavors. So I will. So, it will be in my. Go ahead, please. I know. I was going to say. So we yes. Yeah, so we. Um, so we're going to focus, like concentrate on oatmeal initially, and then there are other other sources of energy and carbohydrates that haven't been available uh, to, to athletes before that that we're also uh, working on and have have prototype recipes for. So that's a little little further down the down the line that we're really excited about. Never settling for any junk that's in fuel. I love it, Craig. Thank you so much for being here for sharing this knowledge insight. And my new favorite apple pie. We're going to drop all the links for your company products below in the show notes. And I look forward to testing and trying some of the, the blueberry coming up soon. Thanks so much for having me. It was really great talking to you.
That wraps up another episode of Never Settle. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast for Think Different Culture and stay tuned for another upcoming episode.